You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to DolphinsTalk.com Daily, the most listened to daily Miami Dolphins podcast on the internet. Come on, Dolphins fans. Time to fins up. Miami's got the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. Good evening, Miami Dolphins fans. How are you tonight? And thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast on this Thursday, January the 12th, 2023. As I am your host, Michael Leva, joined as always by my partner, Big E, Ian Berger, as we are about to talk about a Miami Dolphins playoff game this week on this show. Ian, how you doing? Well, I guess the first time in seven years we're actually on a playoff week, so I am super excited. I know we're going to talk about what this game is going to look like, yada, 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 but listen, man, we are one of 14 teams that have extended our season. There are 18 other teams that are sitting at home, wondering what happened, wishing they were playing this coming weekend. So with that, I am very happy, Mike. So good evening, my friend. And we know it's going to be an uphill battle and all that stuff. And we're going to get into it. We're going to get into all that stuff. But before we do, as always, a big shout out to all of our friends watching and listening at finheaven.com. Everyone go to finheaven.com. The largest Miami Dolphins message board on internet. Also, a big shout out to uh, to the fine folks at the I Am a Miami Dolphins fan Facebook group, run by the great, talented, handsome, and smart Carlos Hernandez. Everyone, if you're on Facebook, go to the I Am a Miami Dolphins fan Facebook group. Also, for those of you watching on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel, thank you. And if you're not, well, how come? Go to YouTube, search Dolphins Talk, smash that like button, hit the subscribe, uh, hit the subscribe button as well and also hit the little um hit the little alert bell so when we go live like this you can join us in the chat and interact with us and also right after this show once we're done we're not done there's going to be another show here on the dolphin sock podcast network the same old dolphin show with josh and aaron as they will give you their perspective on the dolphins bills this weekend and everything happening in the world of the miami dolphins back to back baby back to back Wall-to-wall coverage on this Thursday, January 12th to get you ready for a Dolphins playoff game here on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. And I want to say this before we talk Dolphins, one non-Miami Dolphins thing. I've seen a lot of pampered athletes in my time. I've seen a lot of pampered entertainers in my time. But Odell Beckham can go to hell and stay there. That video I saw today was so – it just bothered me so much because I know traveling ain't easy. And when you're on a plane – the last thing you want is one prick ruining it for everybody, so screw you, Odell Beckham. That really annoyed me. Okay, just wanted to get that off my chest. Because you know me, I just like to get stuff off my chest. So, Ian, the Dolphins are in the playoffs. Um, they beat the Jets 11-6. to Wasn't exactly a masterpiece, but they, they found a way to win. They're in the playoffs, and they got there. Talk about what this means, Miami making the playoffs, and give me your thoughts on the game last week and everything around it. Uh, first off, I'm going to say, Mike, I was really excited that 
at Hard Rock Stadium, there was about 95% of the stands were filled with Miami Dolphins fans. So that was our stadium. We were cheering in it. And it was, you know, I, I think I think we were all getting a little frustrated. We were all getting a little concerned during the game, right, as, as our offense wasn't really moving too far. But the defense was doing their job, was, was you know, preventing large plays from the Jets. Uh, and I, I have to say, I think it was the loudest we were as a fan base uh, for any game this season. Because remember, there were a lot of third downs for our defense. And anytime there's a third down for defense, we were standing up, we were making noise. It was great to see the crowd get so excited about it. Um, they purposely did not have the Bills Patriots game on the on the scoreboards. I think that was per the request of Mike McDaniel. You know, but you know, us as fans were all sitting there as soon as that first kickoff return for a touchdown happened for the Bills. You know, someone around the row was like, "The Bills just scored to open the game," and everybody was just so excited about that. And you know, and then, and then the game progressed. And and here's the interesting thing, Mike, and I think this you might agree when I say this but Skyler's performance kind of reminded me of Tua from two seasons ago where I felt like he was told by Mike McDaniel at the beginning of the the game don't screw up don't throw the interceptions don't make the risky throws that you might otherwise make you know throw the ball away if you need to take the sack if you need to let our defense do what they're going to do against Joe Flacco and, you know, and their putrid offense, which it honestly was. Um, and I feel like that's what he did. I think there was a lot of hesitation from Skyler, but he, he didn't make mistakes and he did enough to get the ball to the leg of the unsung hero of that game, Jason Sanders, three for three, who many people were calling for him to get fired and the man comes through and, uh, and gets us to the playoffs. So at the end of that game, we were so excited because we knew that the, the Bills were up on the, the Patriots. Um, we just we have not been to the playoffs in so many years. And it was just, yeah, it kind of stunk that, that five-game losing streak that we went to or we went through. But we were, we're going to the playoffs, and there's many other teams that are not. And I was – voiceless or close to voiceless at the end of that game. And I was just hugging everyone around me, even people I didn't know. Um, we were high fiving everybody on the way out. And uh, I just, I just felt good. I felt very good. And as, as, as I would hope many Dolphins fans did, and I, I kind of read through that, that, you know, a lot of Dolphins fans were excited. Uh, I know the fans that were there were super excited. doesn't matter if it was 11 to nine or whatever that score was or 11 to six, or if it was 35 to 10, the fact was we won that game and we are now in the playoffs. So I'm, I'm excited to be here, my friend. Yeah. There's no incentive to lose. It's not like you're going to get a higher pick. We have no picks. So you might as well win and make it. Even if that means this weekend doesn't go like we want, which we'll talk about later, but I think most fans are come are starting to come to that understanding what might happen this weekend, but you might as well make it. You got nothing to lose. And what you said about Skylar Thompson's hundred percent right in that. He was thrown into an impossible situation. That's why if they would have lost that game, I would not have come down on him hard. It would not have been his fault. He's a seventh-round pick rookie. He is a third-string quarterback. And, you know, everyone around him – I shouldn't say everyone. A lot of people around him are hurt. Doesn't have a left tackle. Right tackle goes down. You know, so many people are hurt around him. And he didn't lose them the game. And, and the one thing I stressed last week on this show and some other podcasts I did by myself was – just show up, play hard, 
show some guts, show some heart. And that's what this team did. This team came out there. We know it wasn't pretty. You don't have to be Vince Lombardi to tell you that. But they tried hard. They played hard for their head coach, which tells me something. And they found a way to win. And kudos to Skylar Thompson. You know, no, Skylar did what he could. And that's all you can ask you guys. He's not Joe Montana. He's not Pat Mahomes. So don't don't expect that those types of performances from him. He gave you everything he could, and he didn't screw it up. And on the final drive for the touchdown, he made a couple plays. Nothing fancy, but he made a couple plays. What more do you want? Win's a win. They got in. And I think – get. here's what I'll say. For this season, make no mistake about it. When they traded in for Chubb and they parted with the picks for Tyreek and spent all that money, the goal wasn't just make the playoffs. That wasn't the goal. And it's still not the goal, even with all these injuries. The goal was to win at least a, one playoff game, possibly two, and go further. So that hasn't changed. But we know what we're walking into this week. We all get it. And at the very least, with what will happen is the young core of this team, the Holland, Waddle, Phillips, Wilkins, that group is going to get some playoff experience under their yep, belt. That's true. Now, that's it's. I'm not in the moral victories, and I don't want to count that a moral victory, but that's really the best thing we're going to get out of this weekend, most likely, unless we get like the miracle of miracles, is that young core who's never been to the playoffs in the NFL will get their feet wet at least. Now, I don't know if that matters at the end of the day, but it can't hurt by any means. So I give them a lot of credit for the performance they put off versus the Jets in that they found a way to get a win with all the guys that they're missing. And the Jets, you know, I know they they had nothing to play for, but they found a way to win. They got the help they needed from the Bills, which I didn't think was going to be an issue because I thought the Bills were going to come out and just run the Patriots off the field. It was closer than I thought, but not much, not much. And overall, it was, you know, like I said, you might as well make the playoffs because you got nothing to gain by not making it. And – it doesn't change the one in five end of the season. We'll talk about that stuff after the season. It doesn't erase some of the questionable calls from your general manager, from your head coach over there. We can talk about that stuff after the season. But for right now, if you can't enjoy this for a week, that we at least have a that we at least have a game in the playoffs this weekend. But I don't know why you watch shows like this and why you follow the team. We're there and now we're on to Orchard Park and the Bills. So, so Mike, uh, with with that said too, you know I think every team in the National Football League at the beginning of the year has one first goal, and that one first goal is to make it into the playoffs, right? Their ultimate goal, every NFL's ultimate goal, when their general manager is sitting down with the head coach, their goal is to make it to the Super Bowl. Let's not pretend, right? That's the ultimate goal of every NFL team. But the first goal is you have to get to the playoffs in order to be able to, to extend your season. And the Dolphins have done that. You know, so like you said, Mike, I, I've been enjoying this week. I, I will tell you that during that five-game losing streak, it was I was getting down every week. It was like, oh, no, no. And then we'd come on the podcast, and there wouldn't be a lot of good things to talk about, right? But the good thing is, is that we haven't been here in seven years, Mike. And you know what? This may be the first time – on a, on a streak of us going to the playoffs, this might be the first step for us, right? I don't know if you remember, I think it was two or three seasons ago, Buffalo Bills were in a similar situation where they had gone through a drought of not making the playoffs at all. And they were down in Miami um, against the, against the Dolphins. That was the game that 
Uh, Jarvis Landry got kicked out because he got into a fight in the middle of that game. Dolphins weren't playing for anything. The Bills won, and they needed help from, I think it was, they needed help from the Ravens. I think the Ravens were playing the Bengals. And I want to say it was the Ravens that scored, or maybe it's the other way around, but they needed help from another team. Yeah, and, it was. And they got it. And they were able to make it to the playoffs based on that. They didn't go far, if I remember correctly. In that, in those well, they, well, they blew the first round game because they had a huge lead against Houston. Yep. And then Watson, that was the game that really put him on the map as like a superstar quarterback. Watson went nuts in the second half and absolutely crushed the Bills' spirits because he was just running up and down the field, throwing touchdowns left and right. And that was yep. the game that had his – where he really came on the scene as like a megastar and the bills really just blew a playoff game on the road that they should have won easily. But yeah, that was that, that was that season where um, Andy Dalton had the comeback for Cincinnati. Then Paula fans for the bills gave a bunch of money to his charity and stuff. So that's, right. yeah, that was that story. But overall, I mean, for my, yes, making the playoffs is good and all that stuff. But for, for what Miami gave up this year, if they don't win this Sunday, this year will be looked at, by I think most rational fans as a little bit of a letdown, especially with how it ended and everything they gave up. They gave up so many draft picks. And they passed out so much money to not win a playoff game. I'm sorry. You know, that is a letdown of a season because they literally parted with so much to make a run. And if they lose this weekend, that's just the reality of the NFL. And as fans, we can enjoy this week. But after everything's over and you take a step back and things get – into perspective when we look back on the big picture of the past year, that's the reality of things. But hey, we still have a game. And as I've been saying this week, I'm talking about letdowns, man. We still, got I've a said game. it on the that's podcast right. this week. That's right. Here it is. Mike McDaniel needs to channel his inner Rick Moranis from the movie, little giants. One time. One My time brother might've beat me down that hill 99 times out of a hundred, but I beat him one time. Pull Skylar Thompson aside, show him that movie clip one time. You just got to do it one time. So Mike McDaniel, pop in the movie Little Giants and memorize the speech from Rick Moranis. That's what you got to say on Sunday in Orchard Park. And that's what I want him to do. Um, Okay, before we get to the actual game and give our analysis stuff, we have to talk about the elephant in the room because it's out there. Tua isn't cleared for this game, as everyone watching knows. And part of it is he's had a lot of concussions this year, and it's serious stuff. Now, I know when I talk about this on social media, I get a lot of the whataboutism. Well, what about Kenny Pickett? What about Matt Stafford? Folks, here's the deal. Matt Stafford, when they said he's out for the year, there's nothing we're talking about. He's out for the year, and now he's going to get eight or nine months off to recover. They're not testing him each day and week to see if he can come back. So there's no what about is in there. And with Kenny Pickett, yeah, he had two, but he also wasn't laying on the ground with his hands frozen either. So there are severity of this stuff. So don't play the what about is in card because it always makes you look bad. Just worry about your team, your player, and what's going on in his situation. When you start pointing fingers at, at, at other stuff, it never makes any sense. And that's that's number one. Number two, two had that first concussion against Cincinnati September 29th. Came back against Pittsburgh September, oh no, October 23rd. It was a 25-day span. And what the science tells us, not me, doctor, science, with each concussion you have after. Now, some people think that was the first. Others think it's the second. I'm not going to argue that debate. It's not worth arguing. The one against the Packers was either second or third. Who cares? And that one was on Christmas Day. This game that is about to be played is January 15th. 
That's only 21 days later. He was never going to play this game, folks. Never. Because with each one, the recovery time is longer. It, it's not shorter. So even if they win this week, I'm not sure you're going to see him next week. Because, once again, the recovery time is longer. So the question now being asked, and it's a fair question. And, you know, I know fans get so emotional with this topic brought up. Don't get emotional. Nobody's bashing Tua. Everyone likes Tua. Tua played good enough this year to earn a contract and big money, but you have this cloud hanging over his head with the concussions, and is he durable enough for the NFL? Because here's the question. Whether you think that's concussion two or three, what happens with concussion four? What happens with concussion five? What happens, I mean, he might be – if you bring him back next year, okay, and he, and he has one in September, you might not see him to Christmas. He might be out 10 or 12 weeks. Can you run a team that way? And that's a fair question to ask. Because right now the question is, one, does he want to play? And two, does Miami want to go through a season that with a team that's ready to win now with a quarterback who just can't stay on the field and has this issue where every concussion he – because he wasn't like – with all of his concussions he had, he was a blast and hit hard. They were mundane hits. Yeah, he was spun down against the That sometimes. was sometimes. Like, they were just the way yeah. he fell. It it's just mundane hits. And if you have, are having concussions with mundane every everyday type hits, nothing violent, that's a concern. It's not like he was blasted. Oh, my God, of course he's down. The one against the Packers was just a regular play, nothing special. The one against Cincinnati, yeah, he was trolled a little bit. It wasn't like the guy picked him up and body slammed him. I mean, that's football. So it's a question, and you're, it, it's being asked, and it's a fair question. So I guess my question to you, E., is would do you think in the AFC and the NFL if they keep Tua and if he wants to play and they go out and sign a number two? I don't know if it's Mayfield, Andy Dalton, whoever the number two is, it's going to be someone like that. Can you win a Super Bowl? Because that's the goal of winning the Super Bowl, win playoff games with Tua. But if he gets hurt, that number two is going to have to go beat Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Watson. Um, Herbert in the playoffs, or should the Dolphins, and it's not about being mean to Tua and not liking them, do they have to say, we can't win this way, we just have to move on and look elsewhere, whoever that is? It's a great question, Mike, and I don't know the answer, to be honest. I don't know the answer either, and I think, but here's the thing, I think it's a conversation that needs to be had, and anyone who sort of shouts down the opposite side saying, Oh, why are you even talking about that? No, this is a real conversation really happening right now in real time with the Miami Dolphins. I, I think the reality is too, Mike, is that we are we have a window right now, and it's about a two to three year window. Yeah. And when you look at the pieces that we have in place, yes, we can build a little bit more on the offensive line, but I don't know if we'll ever have this wide receiver duo again, if you think about it, right? Last time Last time we had a wide receiver duo like we have right now was Mark Duper and Mark Clayton. 80s, long time ago. So that was 30 years ago. You know, so once every 30 years, you you get a wide receiver duo like the ones we have right now. So, you know, you do have to have someone in the quarterback role that can get the ball to the hands of these playmakers. And I I see your point, Mike. And like I said, I'm I'm just glad I'm not making this decision. because. There's a couple of things. There's a couple of things. At the beginning of the year, Mike, you asked me the question, what is it going to take to, to get to make Tua successful and to make us want to keep him? 
right? And one of the, the first thing was get him the get him the weapons, right? He's got the weapons, check. The second thing was get him an offensive line. I, I think that's probably somewhere around a check. Just work in progress. Work it's in a progress. work in progress because when Teron Armstead is there, you know, that offensive line is something is, is hard to get by. Right. And he, he makes the rest of that offensive line better. Make get a good wide receiver or a good running back group. I think when you had Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson as the top, good two, enough. I, I think that was good enough. So that allowed you to really be able to assess what Tua could do. And listen, the Baltimore game, the Detroit game, the Bears game, he proved that he could be a top five, top 10 quarterback in the NFL. But to your point, what is going to happen next year if he is that starting quarterback with, with all of these pieces that we have around him and, you know, and God forbid, he falls the wrong way and he hits his head again. You know, I, I know for a fact there's many of us as Dolphins fans will be holding our breath because, number one, we don't want to see him get hurt. That is first no. and foremost. And I don't think people – some people don't realize that. They're all like, oh, you're all about playing football. No, he's a great human being. Like, if you ever hear him talk, if you ever hear people talk about him, he's everybody's friend. He's a leader in the locker room. He's a good man. He's a good human being. And you want him to be able to live a successful life. That's first and foremost. But secondly, from, uh, from a football operations standpoint, if he is not able to, to play football games consistently, then you really do have to make sure that you've got an alternate plan for someone who can um, you know, and I know Teddy Bridgewater was what they thought was going to be the answer. And, you know, clearly he's, he's had his injury concerns as well. And, you know, now we've, we've got Teddy, I'm sorry, now we've got Skyler in there as well, but I, I don't know what the answer is. You know, there are going to be some, some older top tier free agents, possibly, you know, I know people talk about Tom Brady, God forbid we're, we get Tom Brady. But we're about to get that next, but it, here's the thing okay. though. Okay. But he's not coming here to be a number two. Let's talk about if you say I'm riding with Tua, we're just going to get a good second stringer. What's a good second stringer? Sam freaking Darnold? You're not winning playoff games with Sam Darnold. Who is it? Ryan Tannehill, if he even wanted to come back here, he ain't winning the playoff game. Mayfield, okay, he did okay with the Rams, but he failed every other stop he had. It's like, what's a good number two? Because you're not going to get Carr to be a number two. You're not going to get Jimmy G to be a number two. Those guys are going to start somewhere. You're talking like Sam Darnold, Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, Mayfield. Like, okay, you get a better number two. Are they going to – like, if we had a better number two this week, are you beating the Bills with Sam Darnold this week? No, you're not. So I don't know what a good number two is. And then you're probably going to have to overpay for that guy, and you're probably going to have to lose some other players. You might not want to lose because you got to make space for him under the cap. To me – it's either you're riding with this guy and you are taking the risk. If he gets hurt week two, week three, your season's shot. And if you're the head coach, you're probably getting fired. If you're the general manager, you're probably getting fired because you rolled the dice and went all in. And there really is no plan. But you can, you're not going to get a superstar number two. It's not feasible in this league with the cap. So if you roll the dice with him, you better hope and pray. And I always say hope's not a plan. You hope and pray he doesn't get hurt. Or you just rip the bandaid off and say, look, we love you. But I have to look after the other 52 players on the team. I have to look after the coaching staff. I have to look after the training staff. These people invest so much time of their lives into pushing this all the same way to win a championship. I can't have it hinge on you. Having, you know, it, it's so sad. because It actually, look, when it comes to Tua, as you know, I don't overly praise him. I try not to overly rip. I'm just caught what I see on the field with him. 
And it actually breaks my heart that he's not playing this week because he deserves to be on that field. He's the reason we're in this game. And it really does break my heart. But on the other side, if they did rush him back, like in the olden days, they would. Hey, it's a playoff game. You're a clear goal. Like, I'd be freaking nervous because everything we have new science on this stuff. We know more about concussions than we ever did before. I'd be nervous watching him play. You'd be I nervous. Really would. And the national media would crucify the organization. So exactly. Too. So it's almost like they caught a break with him not being clear. So they don't have to make a call on this in some ways. And I will say this for the league. This was talked about today on the Dan Levertard show. It does show progress. It shows progress in the NFL. shows progress with a team. It could be any team, but in our case, it's the Dolphins. That they're not just rushing a guy out there because it's a playoff game. This, look, 99 people out of 100 think Miami's going to lose this week. And I know it stinks, but that's just the reality. But Miami's putting a player's health over the chance of winning a playoff game. And that does show progress in the league when it comes to player safety. It shows progress with the team saying, as much as we want to win, I get it. You can't play. So that is progress because we have so much more science around this stuff. And it's going to be an impossible call to make. But And I know the fan base absolutely beloves this kid. I know. But if you're asking me today on January 12th what I think is going to happen, and I could be dead wrong. I have no information. It's just a guess. I don't see how you move forward with him as your number one quarterback next year with all the question marks about his durability. This has nothing to do with us play. He showed this year he's good enough. Even though he struggled late, those are things you can get over in time. He showed he was good enough to play. And he finished number one in a bunch of statistical categories that backs it up on some level. But the durability thing, I don't know how you get past it. Because unless, unless as a team you go – we don't care. He sells tickets. He sells jerseys. We're making money. If he gets hurt and we're out and we lose, so be it. Because I don't – that's not a way to run a team, though. That's just not a way to run a team. It's not fair to every other player on that team either. Well, And, and I'll tell you this, Mike, and I, I, I've said this before. This logo right here, if you tell me, if you're going to tell that's me it. today on January 12th that we're going we're gonna to get a, a different quarterback, whoever that might be. Whoever it is. Whoever it that is. That person doesn't even matter in some ways. And, but they're going to take us to the, they're gonna take us to the Super Bowl. I would say sign us up exactly. right now. Right now, sign me up. Because this is that window that we're in. And we need to get there. And it has been too long for us to not be able to win a playoff game. It has been too long for us not to get to a Super Bowl. So, Mr. Greer, Mr. Ross... Mr. M- Mr. McDaniel, do what you got to do to get this Miami Dolphins. You have to put winning. First. You have to make the decision, and they right. have to make those decisions. Those it, are the hard ones. That's why they get paid those to do are the what hard they do. ones. You got to put winning first, and winning comes before. Also, we're not going to have an answer on this this week. We're probably not going to have an answer on this next week. It might be a month, but I think we're going to get. Let's say I bet you by middle to end of February we have an answer on this one way or another. Um, and I know this. Like I said, I think there's going to be a segment of this fan base is going to be. If it goes one way, because I don't know how it's going to go, it's going to be very upset. But if it does go that way, just remember, you're a fan of this team over any one player. Well, I think you are, at least, most of you. And it's about the team. It's not about anybody disliking Tua. It's not about anybody pushing an agenda. or an, It's just, really is just about his health right now. And you can't trust him to play a full season. Now, now season 17 games in if you want to make a run to a championship, that's another, what, three or four? That, he, he he hasn't played a full season college or pro in like five years. I mean, at some point, the evidence is what the evidence is, and we'll see what they do. Now, before we get to the Bills preview, I'm going to touch on this quick. 
And before I do, I have to read this freaking I have to read this or not read it, say this, because every year, it seems like for the past few years, there's a report. Tom Brady the first, he's coming to the Dolphins. Well, well, here's the deal. Every time it's been reported, it's been accurate because hence we got caught for tampering for it. So if you're out there, just because you hear a report, number one, it doesn't mean it will happen. It's just a report. Number two, you can't say it's made up. You can't say it's clickbait, and you can't say it's fake. If Because it, if it was that, we wouldn't have lost a first-round bit for tampering with them, not once, but twice. Now, you might not want it to happen, and that's fine. You could say, I don't want it to happen. But don't yell at the reporters for doing their job, and don't say it's clickbait, this is fake, this is made up. Because here's the deal, folks. We tampered with, with Tom Brady twice. League investigation, we got caught. We actually did. So when Mike Florio and when Schefter and Ian Rappaport for the past two years says, Miami's interested in Brady, and everyone yelled at them, guess what? They were right, and, they, and there's evidence. Sean Payton last year, everyone said, oh, you're making up the story. That's clickbait. That's fake. Guess what? We got caught for tampering with that. They were right. That was true. When it comes to Watson, everyone said, that's fake. That's that. Chris Greer stood at a podium. You can watch it on YouTube. Stood at a podium after the trade deadline and said, I've been talking to Houston for the past few months. We couldn't work out a deal, but yes, we were interested. Like everything that everyone flips out about saying it's fake and clickbait and made up is all hit all been accurate every time. So the report today from NBC Sports was a source close to Tom Brady says it's definitely on the table. He would like to play in Miami in 2023. That's it. Nobody's saying it will happen 100%. Nobody. Honestly, folks, nobody's making this up because they're not going to risk their job about a story like this. They don't care. Nobody cares enough to make up a story about this stuff. But that's the report. If it happens, maybe. If it doesn't, oh, well. But you can't say it's made up because every time there's been a story on this, it's been proven right. It's been proven accurate that, yes, there were talks. Now, maybe it didn't happen, but there was interest. There were talks. Stuff was, stuff was going on. So, and the other thing that was reported by Albert Breer a week ago was Tom Brady is now a single man living in Tampa. One of his children live in New York City. Two of them live in Miami. He is away from all of them, and it's driving him nuts. So if he could play in Miami, be near his children, that would make him a happy person and so he could see them more. So if Miami, once again, there's a lot of ifs here. If they do move on from Tua and if they're in the market for a quarterback, yeah, Tom Brady might want to play here. Now, you might not like that you. You, the audience, might not like that. I might not like that. Ian might not like that. That doesn't mean it's not possible. So just take it with a grain of salt, and that's what's happening. And, look, I always say, if you're a fan of the Dolphins, and you can root for Thurman Thomas. Nobody beat the Dolphins like a drum more than Thurman Thomas. Thurman Thomas was a member of the Dolphins and helped them win games one year. So if you can root for Thurman Thomas. When he was with the Dolphins, too. That's yeah, that's right. Thing. So everyone can get over it if it happens once again nobody's saying it's happening but this is how it starts the player because here's the deal e this dolphins offense like you said hill Watt, and everything else it's not going to be just brady you're going to have a lot of veteran quarterbacks crawling naked over hot coals to be the quarterback of this team with all those weapons knowing i got a chance to win a ring it ain't just going to be brady we all know the other names they're all and talking Rogers, to their agents. I know, how, that. I know Aaron Rodgers, Carr, yeah. Jimmy G. They're all going to want to come. If they think there's an opening at quarterback, that their first spot's going to be Miami because I'm going to look great throwing to those guys. And so they ain't only, wrong. My only thing, right, and, and I know we're talking about the potential of a future, you know, next season if there is a decision that they're going to bring another quarterback. 
my question would be, why were they not successful in their current situation, right? And I, I know Tom Brady was successful. Well, uh, yeah, and and but he's had his challenges this year, right? When I guess not when, really. He, he hasn't put up the years. numbers that he has for. In, he threw in for four thousand six hundred ninety-four yards, threw nine interceptions, twenty-five touchdowns. Nine now, interceptions, Mike. Really, nine interceptions. He had twelve the year before. <laughs> he had twelve the year they won the Super Bowl. He's actually yeah. down on his interceptions. So, so, but then you look at like Carr. Right, you look well, at cars had trouble. Cars different. Adams over there, and he still wasn't able to 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 be as productive. Yeah, as, well, as it could have been. But look, I'm anyway. not pounding the table for Carr. Yeah, I'm gonna be Just, brutally honest right now. I'm not pounding the table for Carr. But if you could tell me we get a Hall of Famer like Rogers or a Hall of Famer like Tom Brady, sign me up. That's all I'm saying. When you start talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and Carr, it's like whatever. <laughs> it's like okay, whatever. Um, but if you could tell me because we have no. We have no well, we have no first round pick this year. If you give me Rogers for a year, Tom Brady for a year, then 2024, maybe we can try to stockpile some picks and then get the young quarterback to move forward. Just a one year band-aid for 2023. I mean, who'd be against that? You're right. No, you're absolutely right. So that's the report. I don't nobody knows it's happening. Just don't yell at the reports and say it's fake. Because guess what, folks? None of this stuff has been fake in two years. So if you're yelling at them it's fake and this is made up and clickbait, you look like a fool because this stuff has all come out with the investigations and everyone has admitted every one of these things. Nothing's fake. Okay. We have to talk about sponsors for today's show. First and foremost, we're talking about BetUS. Folks, the playoffs are here. And these games are going to get a ton of extra attention. So everyone go to BetUS, promo code Dolphins Talk. You get 125% sign-up bonus with your first deposit. Now, as I always say, I know a lot of people about FanDuel. They bet with Draft. They bet with, with DraftKings, Caesars, and all those. That's great. But, but, bet at least once with BetUS because you, they're giving you free money. So even if you're just betting one game, you don't even have to bet a lot. Whatever you put in, they're just going to match and give you 125% more. Even if it's 10 bucks, you just take the free money, bet one game, and go to BetUS, promo code Dolphins. So you can bet the NBA. You can bet the NHL. You, of course, you got the NFL playoffs in full swing. You can bet UFC, golf, boxing, whatever you want. BetUS.com, promo code Dolphins. Also, gentlemen, you wouldn't walk out of the house wearing a trash bag, would you? Every time you wear one of those shirts you found in the dusty aisle of whatever department store had the best clearance sale, that's exactly what you're doing. Most men never learned how to shop for clothes that actually makes them look good. Luckily, True Classic is here to help. We want you to level up your T-shirt game and save you with our exclusive deal, over at trueclassic.com. Everyone go to trueclassic.com. Use the promo code Dolphins Talk. Save 25% on your order. Now, first impressions are important, and the shirt you are wearing is where the eye immediately goes. Have you thought about upgrading? There are some men who just always look good in T-shirts. Most companies make shirts for those guys and forget about everyone else with just a normal body. True Classic designed tees to make all the fellas out there feel confident in their clothing. From gym rats to, da- to dad bods with True Classic shirts, you'll get lots of nods. Oh, that's a nice little rhyme. True Classic will make you feel your best by accentuating places the eye goes first. Wink, wink. These tees taper off towards the bottom, but fit tighter up around the chest and shoulders. This desirable look can be achieved with whatever body type you have. They give you the wide shoulder and tapered bottom look that we're all looking for. And the quality is elite. 
Everyone go to trueclassic.com. Save 25% on your order. If you spend over $100, guess what? The shipping is free. So trueclassic.com, promo code Dolphins Talk, and save 25% on your order. So Dougie Fresh just asked if there are any teas for a body like a manatee. I consider myself like a body like a manatee, and and uh, they make actually T-shirts our size. So uh, yeah, it's true classic has it all. Very good. Um, yeah. Josh from our website and our podcast uh, shows, he's been a longtime person who was with True Classic. So when they came on as a sponsor, he's like, oh my god, they have the best stuff. I never was a, I never really found their stuff before, uh, but since they've been a sponsor and I have a few shirts of them, they're awesome. They really are awesome. Just for lounging around the house and like a lazy weekend, they're the best shirts to wear because they're so soft, so comfortable with the material they have. And if you do have to go out, even if you're going out for like an Applebee's or something with friends, it's a great shirt to wear there too because, again, the material's great. And it does – it's, you know, look, not all of us have time to spend eight hours every day in the gym with six-pack abs. I think we all know that. Most of us have normal bodies uh, who, you know, don't – don't have the perfect body, I guess I should say. And these shirts are made for people like us. So trueclassic.com, promo code Dolphins Talk, save 25%. And if you get a few things and spend 100 bucks, then the shipping then becomes free. Uh, here, from Andres, you got True Classics are great. Yes, they are. <laughs> They're the best. Perfect. Um, okay, we'll get your thought in the game, Ian. Two bits of – well, one bit of news. We all know about the quarterback situation. Offensive tackles just as bad. Because it looks like we're going to have no Tron Armstead, no Shell, no Kendall Lamb. We know Austin Jackson's already hurt. So as of right now, unless something happens, I guess, um, you're going to have Greg Little at left tackle. You're going to have Robert Hunt at right tackle. You're going to have Robert Jones probably at left guard. You have Connor Williams at center. And right guard's going to be somebody. I have no idea who's right guard's going to be. Because guess what? They don't even know. You know, uh, you know, so, you know who's available this weekend, Mike? Michael Dieter. This guy. Bring me this in, guy, coach. Hey. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm 6'6", 300-something. You know, I can just stand there and – Just get in the way. Just get just in the get way. Just get in the way. I'll trip just guys with like penalties. I won't have a false start, I promise. Uh, you won't have like a legal man downfield because you don't know how to run downfield. You're just going to stay where you are. You'll never be downfield there, illegally. Yeah. That's it. Okay, well, let's get to Coach McDaniel and uh, – Send them your tape. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so the offensive line is also an issue. But um, let's start first on defense. I'm going to give you three things I think they have to do on defense, and let me know what you think. Number one, they have to sack the quarterback. Getting pressures is great. And I know uh, there's a lot of fans who just fall in love with, like, PFF stuff, like win pressure rate. and uh, That's all nice. The sack is the play, though. The sack ends the play. Yes, it's nice to get pressure, but finish the play with the sack. They have to sack Josh Allen. Number two, in general, linebackers especially, they got to tackle guys. Like, I know this is – we're not a great tackling team. For one week, they really do have to tackle and not let guys get second effort yards. And third, this is the biggie. If you're going to pull an upset like this with everyone out on the offensive line pretty much and you got like your third – you got to cause a couple turnovers – you got to give your offense a short field. You need, I think, to create at least two turnovers if you want a chance to win. Get a turnover or two. Two would be perfect because you have to make life easier for your offense and you have to stop them from scoring, obviously. And to pull off an upset like this, you need a couple turnovers. So let's talk first about the defense. So for me, I have I have my own three things, Mike, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. 
on the defensive side of the ball. Number one, we need to make it, we got to get into a situation where the Buffalo Bills don't have the ball on offense very much. Because if the ball is not in, you know, Josh, uh, Josh Allen's hands for very long, he can't do much with it, right? So that's first and foremost. We've got to put some drives together on the other side to minimize the amount of time that Josh Allen and their offense has the ball. That's number one. Number two, in my opinion, they need to prevent the Josh Allen run because that's not only do they design plays for him to be able to run, but also he extends plays and he gets first downs with his legs. So you need to be able to prevent him from running outside of that pocket, which means too, I don't think you, I don't think you go zero blitz. I think you allow those four guys up front, trust them to be able to get to the quarterback and have somebody spying on Josh Allen in the middle and then have coverage on the outside on all the other receivers. That's number two. Um, and then number three is prevent the big play. You know, one thing that has, has hurt our team during all of the losses and, and most recently uh, um, against the, was it against the Packers? No, who was the game against the Patriots? You know, it was uh, that one play where, who was it? It was uh, Kohu, I think that, that caused the pass interference because he didn't look back at the, yeah. at the pass. And like, he was three seconds early. We need to prevent those mistakes and we need, need to prevent the big plays. And Josh Allen is known for making those big plays. So I think, uh, I think that's where our defense has to be able to come up strong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they're going to have to play better than they have been in recent weeks. Even last week for the Jets, I know they didn't give up like any real points, the Jets converted eight of 16 third downs. You can't do – I mean, that's the Jets who are playing for nothing. In a game like this, you can't let a team convert 50% of their third down. You just can't. You're not going to win. If you want to pull off an upset, yeah, it's going to take – I don't want to say the perfect game, but close to it if you want to pull off an upset like this. Offensive side of the ball, number one, run the ball a lot, keep the clock moving, keep Josh Allen on the sideline. Number two, play the field position game. It's okay to punt. Just don't give the Bills a short field. If they're going to score, make them earn it. Make them go 60, 70, 80, 90 yards. Make them earn it. Don't – which leads to my next point. Coach McDaniel, I, I know you're probably not watching, but if somebody sees this, can send to you. For the love of Christ, don't go for it on fourth down early in the game. You can't win the game in the first half, but you sure as hell can lose it in the first half. And if it's fourth and two on your own, 25, just punt the freaking ball. Don't go for it with a third-string quarterback and – all these guys out on the offensive line play smart, not aggressive. Smart, not aggressive. Now, if it's a fourth quarter or something and this is it, yeah, fine. That's fine. But in the first half, like, he goes for it. It's like, what are you doing? The game just started. Just play smart. Um, and then the other thing, I mean, uh, this is obvious what you can say about in any game. Just don't turn it over like you did last week, Skyler, which is good. Don't turn it over this week either. And obviously to win this game, you're going to need to score a touchdown or two. <laughs> you can't just kick out field goals. So, yeah, don't turn it over. Play smart, not aggressive. That's for Mike McDaniel. And just run the ball because if you drop back and pass every play, or a lot, I should say, uh, that means the clock's going to be stopping a lot. And, no, that's not how you pull an upset. You, you pull an upset by running the ball, keeping the clock moving. Then the next thing you know, hey, look, there's five minutes in the game. It's a one-score game. We got a chance. And that's how you pull an upset. Shorten the game. So what are your thoughts on offense? So, Mike, we need to come yeah. up with four 
10 minute drives. That's, That's it. Four 10 minute drives, and we're going to win this game, man. And how do you do that? Like you just said, run the ball, keep the clock moving, don't make any mistakes, don't make any turnovers. You know, Skyler's got to make some decisions, and I know he was hesitating. He was hesitating against the Jets. But here's the other thing that I think, I, I think we know, Mike, the Jets, their defense was one of the best defenses in the National Football League. And I think we were playing offense knowing that. I think the Bills have a couple of weaker spots than the New York Jets do. And I'm not, I'm not taking anything away from the Buffalo Bills because, again, I think they are a very talented team. Oh, yeah, they're fantastic. I, mean, yeah, they I are. still think the Jets' defense is better than the Buffalo yes, Bills' defense. So I think if you, we can control that clock, that's how we can shock them and we can shock the world because they, you know, there's, they can lose a game. No one said, I mean, Absolutely. We, played them. we played them in Miami and they said, all right, well, we were missing some people. They said it was because of the heat. We still beat them. Also last week against the Patriots, the Patriots tried to do the exact same thing that I recommended, which is control the offensive clock, you know, hold that ball as long as you can. But what messed up the Patriots, their special teams, giving up those two touchdowns on special teams was the difference in that game. So if you could prevent those two touchdowns and you can control the clock, I think that's where the difference is made here. Yeah, and I also found it, I guess, ironic is the word that last week, Tevante Parker actually scored two touchdowns in that game. I'm like, really? He's going to show up the last game of the year and knock us out of the playoffs? This is the game he's going to show up this year and play, Parker. It didn't work in the end. I'm like, really? This is the week he's going to show up and try? Um, I just found that ironic. But, yeah, you're right. Special teams, which you know from Miami this year, break pretty much – last in the entire league in every meaningful category. They really, to me, it comes down to Sanders. Here's why. Kick the ball out of the end zone so there are no returns. That's number one. Just make it easy. And number two, you know, he was great last week. He made all his kicks. Great. He's got to do it again. Once again, to pull an upset like this, can't leave points on the field. So even if it's only a field goal, you can't leave points on the field. Make your kicks because you can't miss any this week. Every point is so valuable. Um, And, you know, I know the – thought process out there with everyone nationally and even with like most Dolphins fans is we got no chance of standing there. Here's the deal. Monday night, Georgia played TCU and Georgia absolutely murdered them, which I knew they would. That's why I was on Twitter all day saying, folks, make money, bet Georgia. Cause I watch a ton of couch football. TCU was, had one loss all year, but like in eight games, they probably could have easily lost. They were like close to losing a lot of games. Georgia has like a mini NFL team. It was never going to be – the disparity in each team was like a wide gap. Dolphins got a lot of very good players. They're not going to get run off the field like TCU did versus Georgia. So if, if you're out there thinking the final score is going to be 52-3 to three, or it's good – it ain't going to be that bad. Now, could they lose 37-13? to 13? Hey, that's pop. But that's not what we saw Monday night. The Dolphins, I think – I think – have enough high-level talent. I mean, Wilkins is a big-time player. Phillips is a big-time player. Chubb maybe hasn't been what we wanted so far. He's still a big-time player. Holland's a big-time player. Howard hasn't been, you know, what he has been in years past. Big-time player. Other side of the ball. Hill's going to the Hall of Fame. Waddle's a big-time player. You know, Dolphins have big-time players. They might not have enough of them, but I don't think it's going to be – you know, what some people think, oh, yeah, absolutely no. Chase is going to be embarrassing. I mean, 
anything's possible. It could be that, I guess. But I just think, yeah, maybe we lose, but it ain't going to be like hang your head in shame loss, okay? I th- so that's what this, I think. Mike. This yeah. is an interesting one because I've seen that the uh, – I, I have seen that, you know, there's a – I think one of the sportscasters for the Bills – um, he, he put a joke, and I know he's a general troll, but he went out and said something to the effect of, well, I guess the NFL did give the Bills a bye week this week. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and, and I hope myself, they have that I, mindset. I hope they do. I hope yeah. they do. I hope they see the line and they see that they're supposed to win by 13 because guess guess who the pressure is going to be on? Pressure is going to be don't on the Bills. This. The Dolphins yeah, don't, don't give this. a crap. They're just going to throw the ball. They're going to have some fun. They're going to go out. You know, and I know some people get really upset when they see that the players are enjoying themselves at practice and doing those things. What do you want you know them to what? do? They're in the playoffs. They're, what do you, you know want them to do? It, Sit there and exactly. shake and worry? Exactly. No, you, no you're, 100%, you're 100% right. And you know what? Maybe the Bills are going to get this is their bye week. Because, we, look, Skyler Thompson, we all know. We know what we saw last week. We know who he is. And we know it's 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 going to be a rough goal for him. We get it. So maybe it does end up being a bye week. But you know what? Have that attitude now heading into the game. Take us lightly because here's the deal. Anything can happen in the NFL. The, here's what you got to know this year about the Bills. They lost to Zach Wilson. And last year, they lost to Zach Urban Wilson? Meyer. Last year, they lost to Urban Meyer. So I'm not – granted, those were playoff games. Those are games in like October. And I get it, playoffs – Totally different. They're going to be locked in. I get it. But you know what? Like I said, Miami's got enough big-time players where if they all show up and play their A game, they can carry a lackluster quarterback. Sorry, folks. It's kind of what he is. They can carry him as long as he doesn't screw it up to at least keep it competitive. And if you're close in the fourth quarter, Christ, anything can happen. Honestly, anything can happen. If it's close in the fourth quarter, the Bills are going to be crapping bricks. They are. They're going to be like, how do we get here? here? In Buffalo, yes. in front of our home fans, with all this going on, keep it close. Put that pressure on them. Uh, I also I, love today too that 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 they announced that the AFC Championship game should it be between the Chiefs and Bills is in Atlanta. Let them assume they're going to that game. Assume you're getting there. Just assume it. Thanks for announcing that this week. Actually, I'm serious. It, it, it is going to be in their head that. We're just supposed to roll over this team, so don't worry about it, guys. You'll be on the bench by halftime resting. Go, good. I wanted to remind everybody that I do see, uh, I do see Josh Katzer in the in the chat. He says, "Stay tuned for the same old Dolphin show coming yeah, up." Yeah, same old Dolphin. Oh my God, yeah. We are running late. We're running late. We're gonna get to the predictions. I'm sorry, Josh. I might need five extra minutes. Because we got to do the predictions, and I got to, well, you're going to see in a second. So first. It's now time for Mike's Fearless Prediction. Okay, here's the deal. I'll keep my, well, it's not going to be short, but I'm not going to give you no deep analysis. Do I think the Bills are going to win? Yes, absolutely. I think the Bills are going to win this week. But I don't think it's going to be as ugly as everyone thinks. Um, Here's my prediction. I think the Bills win 28 to 10. That's my prediction. Now, each week on here, all season. And this might be our last game. All season, I've come on here. And when I pick Miami to win, I have a few jokes and I roast the opponents, you know, their team and their city and all that stuff. And when I pick them to lose, I don't really roast them because I'm going to pick them to lose. But number one, it's the Bills. We don't like the Bills, so screw them. And this might be the last time I get to do this all year. So even though I'm picking the Bills to win, and God love you, you're going to win. We have a ton of injuries, no offensive tackles, no quarterback. Here's what I'm going to say about you, Buffalo. Light travels faster than sound. That's why when the members of the Bills Mafia appear bright, 
They appear bright until you hear them speak. Ian, what's the difference between the Bills and cigarettes? Pat Mahomes don't smoke cigarettes. Bills fans are so ugly, they make blind kids cry. Bills fans are so ugly, the last time they got a piece of ass is when their hands slipped through the toilet paper. Bills fans are so ugly that every time their mothers look at them, they say to themselves, damn, I should have just gave head that night. Bills fans, you stink. You stink on toast. You know why the Bills take their wives everywhere they go? Because they're so ugly, they don't want to kiss them goodbye. Bills fans are so ugly, when they try and jerk off, their hand falls asleep because it wants no part of it. So I could go on all night roasting the Bills and their fans. And (laughs) you know what? I got a few more. Let's keep going. Let's talk about the most famous player in the history of the Buffalo Bills, the name that is synonymous with the Bills organization, O.J. Simpson. What's the one record O.J. Simpson has that will stand forever? His criminal record. What's the difference between O.J. Simpson and Pee Wee Herman? It only took 12 jerks to get O.J. off. Hey, O.J., what's the password on his computer? Slash, slash, backslash, escape. And Buffalo, here's the deal with O.J. as well. Screw you, O.J., because you're the one responsible for making the Kardashians famous. Buffalo, New York will always be known as Canada's landfill. Your city's a dump with your 5% unemployment rate, which is higher than the national average. Nobody wants to live there. Did you know, this is a real stat, too. Buffalo was ranked ninth on the fastest shrinking cities in America. People are leaving in droves, and I can see why. And you might not lose this week to Miami. I understand that. But that godforsaken team is going to let you down one more time this year. Beat our Dolphins with Skylar Thompson. Have a little fun. But one thing we can always say to you is wide right, mother effers. How do I follow that? (laughs) You can't. That's a mic drop moment. That's a mic drop moment right there. I, 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 I'm going to I'm gonna follow it up and say there's some beautiful people in Buffalo. They do some good things for charity, so I'm just going to go there. You know, that's so funny. <laughs> that's so funny. It's all, uh, folks, it's all jokes. Just fun. It is all jokes, all for fun. But it's also not a secret that Mike hates Buffalo Bills. It's from the first day I met you. So, all yep. right, so I've been wearing these glasses the whole time so I can take them off and get serious during this segment, Mike. That's the reason why I put them on. I didn't want to lose them. So, Mike... I'm going to be very fast with this. You said out of 100 people, what did you say? Out of 100 people, 99 say it's going to, that the Dolphins are going to lose, right? Yep. And one is going to say that the Dolphins will win. You're going to be that one for us, Eve. Damn Be our I am. Damn That's right. right. One, the Dolphins are going to win. Skylar Tobbs is going to figure it out. All those top players that you talked about are going to make plays. You know, Josh, uh, Josh Allen's going to make those, well-known interception throws in the end zone and screw it. Dolphins are going to win. And all those people that all the Dolphins fans that say that the Dolphins don't have a chance, all the Bills fans that say they don't have a chance. Guess what? I'm watching that. I got those all bookmarked on my, uh, on my Twitter. And I'm going to remind you of that after the Dolphins win. If they lose, I probably won't do anything except remove them from, uh, from the book. <laughs> but I'm going to go for it. Why the hell not? I'm going to say it because Why I'm going to throw it out there in the universe and make it happen, my friend. And we are going to be watching every single one of us. We are in the damn playoffs. So let's go in there with some positive attitude and think that we can do this. Fins up. That's all I got. What's the score prediction? You didn't give a score. Oh, yeah. Score prediction, 27 to 24 Dolphins. Let's go. All right. Jason Sanders wins it again. All right. Um. Yes, Ian. Yeah, look, hey, anything's possible. I hope – you know I hope you're right. Um, and you have a watch party this week, too, you want to plug real quick? I do, yes. Yeah. So if uh, so, there's a bunch of watch parties, actually. If you're paying attention yeah. on Twitter, 
You know, they got one in Orlando. They got one in West Palm. They've got a, one in Miramar. They got one in Miami. The one that I'm going to be hosting, not hosting, I'm going to be there, but, you know, and I reserve the room, is at Brews Room in Coconut Creek. It is on Hillsborough Boulevard, just west of 441. Uh, we've got about 20 to 30 people already saying that they're coming. I've already RSVP'd. It's not going to be crazy, like shoulder to shoulder. So, but yeah. it, we're going to have, we're going to have a private room. They've given us the private room. that has got a couple of TVs and the audio is going to be playing of the game. If you just want to hang with some Dolphins fans and let's do it, yeah. man. I don't see why not. Absolutely. Uh, and, then, yeah. and then I did want to just talk about that other thing uh, with the yeah. Tyree kill, if that's okay. Um, uh, so, yeah, yeah. so starting in, actually not starting in, but uh, there's a date on May 23rd, May 20, I'm sorry, May 14th. May 14th. Um, May 14th, 2023, you will actually have an opportunity to throw a pass to Tyreek Hill. Um, there's going to be a meet and greet opportunity. So similar to what they did last season with Tua, where Tua would throw you a pass. Uh, this year, you get to make a play and throw a pass to Tyreek. You get a picture. You, there's going to be a barbecue lunch that you'll get to spend time with him. And uh, it's going to be a really, really cool event. So I'm going to have some more details on my Twitter page. But yeah, um, this is we're going to have a lot more details on the site, too, because yeah. I heard back from the guy as our show is going on. I'm going to talk to him tomorrow and we'll have more information for you on this. So be on the lookout. But if you want to play catch with Tyreek Hill, um, there's a price on it. And but they will take a picture of you with the catch, which will be autographed by him. There's going to be food and stuff like that. It's in May. We'll have more information as that gets closer, possibly within the next week. So uh, be on the lookout for that at DolphinsTalk.com. As I said, coming up here in a few minutes, as soon as we sign off, Josh, Aaron, same old Dolphin show. So if you're watching on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel, stay tuned. If you're not, switch over to the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. Make sure you're interacting with Josh and Aaron as they are and out there in a standing pair do a great show each and every week. And as always, follow us on Twitter at Ian693. Follow myself at Dolphins Talk. Visit the website DolphinsTalk.com for the latest news, rumors, podcast, commentary. We got it all. So everyone, enjoy this weekend. No matter how it goes, we know. We know. Everyone knows. No matter how it goes, it's a playoff game. We haven't been here in a while. Try to enjoy it, even if things go sour. Have some fun. We, we haven't been here much. Enjoy the game. We'll be back next week, I'm sure hopefully previewing another game. But if not, we'll be back talking about everything else. And I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of news anyways. So everyone have a great night. And as I said, if you're in the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel or if you're watching us live anywhere, stay tuned for the same old Dolphins show with Josh and Aaron. Everyone have a great evening. And Ian, let's not forget, in 2023, beyond everything else, we must put an end to highway profanity. Fins up. Screw the bills. Let's go. Thank you for listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast. Be sure to visit DolphinsTalk.com every day for all of your latest Miami Dolphins news.